Hello, and welcome to Bipolar Thoughts. My name is Steven, and I'll be your host. Good morning, and welcome to Bipolar Thoughts. Um, I say good morning because it's 4.45 here, and this is, I think, generally when I, I try to record my podcast because most everybody's asleep. When I say most everybody, I mean my girlfriend and my dog. Um, but also, during the daytime, there's a lot of construction going on around my apartment complex, so it's just easier to get up record earlier in the morning even I mean I get up early anyway I don't ever fucking sleep so anyway um it's just easier to not combat and fight with all the construction to just go ahead and get everything done you know earlier in the morning um so this is going to be our second episode of intelligence and bipolar disorder Um, again this one's going to be a little scripted it's going to sound not as natural, I guess, as naturally flowing as most of my other episodes do. Um, I just, I really wanted these, again, I wanted these to be more informational than they were anything else. Like, I will still be, you know, trying to put in my experiences and my own two cents into it, but this is mostly just an educational, like, try to informational, get you some, some basic knowledge of, um, of intelligence and bipolar disorder because there's a lot of stigmas and stereotypes that go around um, go around that and a lot of them are just simply not true. Um, in the last one we kind of covered a few things like a, a few of those stereotypes specifically like creativity and that most people think that you know they just automatically assume that people with bipolar are super creative geniuses you know like Van Gogh or you know, or Edgar Allan Poe, or, I mean, and there's, a, a you know, billions, of Kanye, Kanye's another one, you know, to get more recent, you know, they, people think that we have to be eccentric fucking rock stars or some shit, and that's just not the truth, you know, not all of us are super creative, not all of us are artistic, or, you know, some of us are more logical, <clears throat> sorry, like me, I'm, I'm more of a a logical thinking person I don't like if it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense to me and I, I don't know that's a whole other fucking thing that is intelligence you know but it's my intelligence and we're not fucking talking about that right now <laughs> um so anyway back to the kind of the information so let's just start off with this is going to be intelligence and IQ <clears throat> so it starts off um intelligence is a complex and multifaceted cognitive ability that encompasses various mental processes and skills. Um, while there is no universally accepted definition of intelligence, it generally refers to the capacity for reasoning, problem solving, learning, adapting to new situations, understanding uh, abstract concepts, and using knowledge to achieve goals effectively. Um, I can tell you that for me personally, like none of those sound like they really have. I have a, a problem with any of those. Like none of those. They all sound like I'm, I'm pretty good on all those so far. So let's keep going. Um, intelligence quotient, IQ, uh, is a numerical score that is commonly used to assess an individual's cognitive abilities re- relative to their peers. Okay, so some of the key aspects of IQ and intelligence assessments include verbal comprehension, memory wor- working memory, processing speed, perceptual reasoning, fluid reasoning, and quantitative reasoning so verbal comprehension is 
The aspect, this aspect assesses an individual's abilities who understand and use verbal information, including vocabulary, language, comprehension, and verbal reasoning. Um, working memory <coughs> refers to the ability to hold and manipulate information in mind temporarily. It involves mental tasks and like remembering and uh, rearranging a sequence of numbers or words. I'll stop you right there. Mine is fucking horrible. And I don't know that that's necessarily just from the bipolar. I also have ADHD, so my working memory is just not that great. And it's hard for me specifically to tell which one is which, whether it's the bipolar, whether it's, you know, the ADHD or what's, what's really going on in there. And that can be really confusing. And so if you're dealing with that kind of thing too, just know that it could, it's not, it's not not normal. Um, it's not unnormal for you to have those kind of, this specific type of symptom, especially because ADHD and bipolar tend to kind of go in hand in hand. And so if you've got one, it's, it's probably gonna, you know, you probably have a hard time with working memory. Um, so, I mean, that's just for me. Um, so let's go to the next processing speed. Processing speed measures how quickly an individual can perceive and process information. Tasks involve rapid rapid mental processing, such as matching symbols or identifying patterns, are used to assess this impact, this aspect. Now, see, here's the thing for me. The working memory and the processing speed are bullshit. Because processing speed, I can process shit super fucking fast. Like, I'm, I can, like, obtain information and, like, generally understand it pretty quickly. As far as remembering it, <clears throat> like... It learning something new and processing something isn't a hard thing for me to remember. You tell me your birthday and then ask me to remember it six months from now, that might be a challenge for me. You know, if you ask me what I want for breakfast and then ask me later on that day what I had for breakfast, I'm, it, I might not be able to tell you. I, I'm going to have to think about it pretty hard. Like, what the fuck did I have for breakfast? I can't remember. You know, but if you ask me something that happened in third grade, I can probably pull that up out of my memory bank. No fucking problem. You know, if you ask me to, you know, learn how to, I don't, I don't know, fucking rebuild an engine. I'm telling you right now, there's no way I could ever rebuild an engine. I'm just using the fucking very dramatic example. But if you, you know, if you ask me to rebuild an engine, learn how to do it. I could learn, I could I could process the information, learn it, and do it pretty quickly and efficiently enough to at least explain how to rebuild the fucking engine. I may not be able to physically do it, but at least I would know how to do it. And, like, here's what I always tell people. I can learn something and be good at it and learn and know how to do it, but I mean, I'm just not an expert at it. Like, I, I, learn, I, I can learn how to play golf. And I know how to play golf. I'm not an expert at golf, but I'm I can play golf. If that makes sense. Like I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. I'm also slightly manic too, so I like I'm kind of coming down off that manic phase. So if I ramble a little bit, I do apologize. Um, okay, so perceptual reasoning. Perceptual reasoning involves understanding and solving nonverbal problems such as spatial puzzles, pattern recognition, and visual motor uh, visual motor motor integration. Um, and then fluid reasoning. Fluid reasoning measures the ability to think abstractly from concepts 
form concepts and solve no- novel problems without relying solely on prior knowledge or learned strategies. Um, and then quantitative reasoning, this aspect re- assesses an individual's ability to understand and solve numerical problems with work with mathematical concepts and use quantitative information. I'll tell you right now, I am not good at the quantitative shit. Not good at math at all. So I don't know if you can hear that wrong, but there's a bad thunderstorm going on outside, so I, I think there might be a little little background noise on that. I apologize. Sorry. Can't change the weather, though. Um, so, okay. It's essential to recognize that IQ tests do not capture the entirety of human intelligence. Intelligence is a multifaceted trait, and no single test can fully capture the complexities of human cognition, creativity, emotional intelligence, or social skills. IQ tests have faced criticism for cultural biases, no fucking duh, and limitations in assessing the full range of human abilities. How could you possibly fucking measure all of human capabilities or abilities in a fucking test? In one simple test. I don't think you could. This is why I don't agree with IQ tests. I, I think they're fucking stupid. And the thing is, is like, everybody gets obsessed with them. Oh my god, what's my IQ? What's my IQ? I gotta... Is my IQ higher than yours? You know, and dude, I've never once been anywhere where my IQ was actually called into... Not necessarily called into question, but like, used to define something. Like, when I went to MEPS, we had our GRT scores, we had our GT scores, we had our, you know, the other scores that, you know, fucking, like, determined what jobs we got and that determined how smart we were and to be honest that test was the hardest fucking test i've ever taken in my I, there was a, an entire section i just guessed i guessed on it and got a fucking good grade apparently i knew what i was doing and didn't even fucking know it because i, I scored tremendously high on that one like but had no idea. I mean, I tried. I'm not going to say I didn't, like, put forth some kind of effort, but I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. It was, like, like legit engineering shit, like, with pulleys and fucking, like, all kind of shit. And it just blew my mind. I was like, this is not for me. But still. It, but never once. And, like, and but that made it, that decided whether or not I got certain jobs. It, it, it determined what jobs I was capable of doing. Never once, never once have I been to a job application and they were like, well, uh, we see here on your IQ store, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, never, not fucking once. SAT, LSAT, you know, MCAT, something like that, the GRE, anything like that, like, yes, I can see those do come into play. Like, people do see that. But IQ test, nobody gives a fuck about an IQ test, so why are you even worrying about what, how that measures or what it measures or, like, I don't know, it... IQ tests piss me off. They they really piss me off because they're fucking they're super biased and super just bullshit. Okay, enough about me ranting about it. So anyway, <clears throat> moreover, contemporary theories of intelligence such as Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences, I believe in that, propose that there are different types of intelligence, include including linguistic, duh, logical, mathematical, nah, um, musical. The spatial, bodily, kinesthetic, intrapersonal, interpersonal, and naturalistic intelligence, among others. So that again, I agree with that because, like, my so here's like logical. 
I'm, I can be very, very reasoning, reasoning and logical are very, like, I'm, I'm big. That's what I live by basically. But math, I'm not a mathematical person. I do not see things in numbers. It's just not how my mind works. Musical, spatial, body kinesthetic, you know, linguistic, not so much, you know, naturalistic intelligence, uh, you know, all those kind of things like those make sense to me, but that doesn't mean that all these other things like just because my linguistic intelligence isn't as great as my musical or my spatial intelligence doesn't mean that my fucking that I'm not smart, you know, uh, anyway. So it's hard to like, it's hard for me to imagine one singular test that goes through and like definitively places you or like grades you I guess on any of these and all like puts all of these together in one test and and makes you like gives you a score I just don't believe that there's one bottom line score for all of those so anyway so that, that kind of brings us to the next point overall while IQ tests can provide valuable insights into certain cognitive abilities it is essential to consider a broader view of intelligence that encompasses various dimensions and acknowledges the u- uniqueness and diversity of human cognitive capabilities So traditional assumptions about intelligence and mental health have often been influenced by cultural and historical stereotypes. These assumptions can be harmful, perpetuate stigma, and overlook the complexities of both intelligence and mental health. Some of the traditional assumptions include, and these are going to be fun, I guarantee it, um, intelligence equates to academic achievement. A common assumption is that intelligence is solely measured by academic performance such as high grades in school or success in standardized tests. This, is percep- this perceptive overlooks other valuable forms of intelligence, such as, such as creativity, emotional intelligence, problem-solving skills, and practical knowledge. See, now that that I agree with, like because I'm, I'm not a good test taker because of my ADHD, but I can't, I do get high grades, and I, I do have, I can be pretty creative. I have great. Ooh, did you hear that? Oh shit. That might mean we need to take a little break and I'll have to come back here in a little bit. I don't want my shit to to zap out on me. So um we're gonna take a little break and I will come back to this in a bit. Okay, so the storm is over. Um and I think it's good time to pick up where we left off. Um so we were last talking about um mental health th- mental illness, uh, impairments, and intelligence. Um, and now we're going to bring it on to genius and mental illness and how they go hand in hand. Um, another traditional belief is that mental Ill- illness is a prerequisite or genius for exceptional talent. While there may have been historically famous individuals with mental health conditions who were, gen- who were geniuses in their fields, this association does not hold true for everyone with mental health disorder. And I think I kind of covered that a little while ago, um, that that's, that's not just, that's just not true. Not every one of us is completely, you know, Mark Dwayne. You know, none of us are, you know, a Fitzgerald or, you know what I mean? None of us are, are, are great, great artists you know and not to say that we're not creative in our own right but not all of us are creative geniuses like people you know whatever um intelligence prospect against mental health problems is 
It is sometimes assumed that highly intelligent individuals are immune to mental health issues. In reality, mental health conditions can affect pe a people of all intelligent levels, and intelligence does not act as a protective factor against developing mental health challenges. Mental health, cha mental health label de labels define a person's abilities when someone receives a mental health diagnosis, there might be an assumption that this label defines their entire identity and capabilities. Mental health conditions are just one aspect of a person's, a person's life and do not diminish their potential or worth. And I actually love that very, very much because I, when I was in rehab, I was told by one of the counselors that it my addiction doesn't define me. That, yes, I have an addiction, but that's not who I am. And once I realized that about my diagnosis, I realized that being bipolar isn't who I am. It's a part of me. It's part of... It's it's a... It's something that I'm never going to be able to get over. I'm never going to be able to get rid of. And it's the thing is, like, it's it's very much like addiction. Except there's medicine you can take that kind of fucking chills it out, you know... But there's there's no cure for it. It's never going to go away. On a daily basis, I'm going to have to deal with this. You know, on a daily basis, I'm going to have to take medicine in order for me to not go fucking crazy. You know, and so it, it was really it was really nice to hear the fact that it said you know that there there might be assumptions that this label defines their their entire identity and capabilities. Mental health conditions are just one aspect of a person's life and do not diminish their potential or worth. Like, that hit me so hard. I'm like, just because I'm bipolar doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Just because I have ADHD and I have other issues, that does not make me a bad person. I have tendencies that might, you know, piss other people off or might seem like they're outside of the normal or norm or whatever you want to call it, but that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. You know, or that my worth is any less than anybody else's. Um, <clears throat> so to move on, mental health challenges are permanent. Traditional views uh, may treat mental health challenges as permanent conditions with no possibility of recovery. In reality, many mental health conditions can be effectively managed with appropriate treatment, support, and lifestyle changes, allowing individuals to lead fulfilling lives. That seems to contradict everything I just said. But what they're really talking about there is saying that if you are medicated, if you are seeking help, and if you are doing those things, then your lifestyle can change and can improve for the better. And I will be a testament to that. That because of my, you know because of my medicines and because of my support my support system, I am able to you know live a more fulfilling life than I, I was before. Um. Okay, so intelligence can be separated from emotional well-being. This will be fun. Traditionally, intelligence and emotional well-being have been seen as separate entities. However, emotional intelligence plays a significant role in understanding one's, oneself and others, managing emotions, and building healthy relationships. Emotional and well-being, emotional well-being and intelligence are interconnected. Um, yeah... Let me read that again. Traditionally, intelligence and well emotional and emotionally well being have been seen as separate entities. Now that part I agree with, because 
I will say that my emotional intelligence and my like IQ intelligence are two different things. Um, and it's saying here that emotional intelligence plays a significant role in understanding oneself and others, managing emotions and building healthy relationships, emotional well-being and intelligence are interconnected. So I would say, I do agree with that. I would say that your emotional intelligence can affect your, you know, overall intelligence. Um, and, and because that kind of plays into, you know, an aspect of maturity and, you know, like I know that in very many aspects of my life, I am very childish and I never grew up out of high school. But then there's also a, a, a more, a major a much bigger part of me that has always been an adult even as a child i was i was an adult you know i was way more mature than anybody and anybody around me at all times still am a, a lot of times you know but it's i don't know i don't want to start rambling um but th to say that one doesn't affect the other is is kind of asinine because you I don't think that you can have one without the other. I don't think that you can be completely intelligent. Well, that's not true because I do have people that I guess that have that syndrome. You know, I'm not entirely sure what the name of it is. It's I do know it's escaping me right now. But the point of it is is that like I guess you can have a high intelligence and not have a high emotional intelligence, but I would say that somehow those two are connected. I can't connect the dots right here at this moment, but if I thought long and hard enough about it, I'm probably sure, pretty sure I probably could. Somebody out there is definitely smarter than me and can probably do it, or probably has. Um, anyway, there's not much else I really, really kind of wanted to get into. Um, I just wanted to close off with this last little bit that says, it is essential to challenge these traditional assumptions about intelligence and mental health and move towards a more comprehensive understanding that embraces the diversity of human experiences, promoting mental health awareness, empathy, and a more inclusive view of intelligence can help help reduce stigma and create a supportive environment for individuals facing mental health challenges. And I think that was a really great way to end that, se that segment, um, good way to end this episode. Um, episode three is going to be coming out um, probably next Friday. Um, I, it's written. I just have to record it and get it edited and put out. Um, I try to post once every Friday just because anything more than that is just a little bit more. If you get anything in between on like a Wednesday or a Thursday or something, it's that's generally part of my Get, get Shit Off My Chest miniseries that's kind of more me venting but not just venting about like oh i had a shitty day you know some some of it but also that like you know i'm manic and i've had a shitty day you know i, I don't know but it's it's my what grinds my gears episode or, you know series so um that being said i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope that it helps somebody out there please I'm going to put this up on YouTube. Please share it. If it's not, you know, if it's on Spotify, please share it. I don't really, I mean, I appreciate the likes. I appreciate the comments because it helps me improve and helps me make things better. But my most important thing that I worry about the most is is sharing it because the information just needs to be shared out there. Um, and the more more people we can get this information in front, in front of, the, the more people we can help. Um... And the last thing that I want is for anybody to feel like they're 
they're alone and that they don't have anybody, you know, that has their back. Um, so if you have any ideas, if you have any, you know, requests or anything, you know, anything you want me to cover, um, shoot me an email um, or, you know, I'm on Instagram. You can hit me up on there. You know, YouTube, Spotify. There's tons of places you can find me. Um, so yeah, just you know, hit me up. Um, and remember, I'm gonna say this as I close every episode. Remember that you don't have to sit in the dark alone. 